into the neighborhood where it feels like your childhood. Your friendly neighborhood guy gives it her all, bringing you the local hall. All kinds of comics, classic and new, Marvel, DC, and Indies too. Readers and creators in unity, welcome to our community. Good morning, or I guess it's not morning, right? It is afternoon uh, for us here on the East Coast, or, you know, it is morning for you guys on the West Coast. Um, well, hi, guys. Welcome to the neighborhood, and welcome to your friendly neighborhood comic show. Um, in case you missed it, I did do a slight rebranding and put the word comic instead of morning, um, just because I think that's a better reflection of what we do here, right? We talk a lot about comics. Um, so every week here, we keep hope, give hope, and share comics with all. That's my little philosophy I like to have here. Um, and today we are talking um, about an issue coming out next week and so much more from an amazing writer that is saying in the green room right now, just dying to come chat with us. Um, I named it, you know, our rain episode. It's episode six. Um, before we get started, wanted to just couple, uh, touch on a couple things. Um, number one, we are still doing the giveaway once we hit a hundred subscribers. Um, so you can see here, we've got two amazing comic sets to give away. Um, I have so many comics, uh, that I don't need, <laughs> um, that I want to give away some people that will really like them and enjoy them. So please check that out. Please make sure you get your friends to subscribe, all that wonderful stuff. Um, and with that said, I think we should just get started. I think we should just bring on our amazing guests today. Um, you might have heard of a book like Killer Queens or Canto or Rain or, you know, the, the, the show Firefly and its books and comics. Um, today I've got the amazing David Thor on here. How are you, David? Hey, thanks for uh, postponing the show so I didn't have to get out of bed at like <laughs> seven in the morning. I appreciate that. We were rebranded oh, no and everything. It's just, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... <laughs> You know, this this is really supposed to be a, a place for you guys as creators and those that watch as the viewers and stuff. So I try to accommodate where I can because I don't want to be up at 7 a.m. Otherwise, I do a 7 a.m. show. So you, yeah, you wait. emailed me and you're like, can we do it at 10 o'clock on the East Coast on Sunday? I'm like, well, Lauren, I really, <laughs> really, really like you a lot. <laughs> so don't make me choose. <laughs> right. No, I, I, and I would absolutely never, especially when the only reason you should get up that early is for your dogs. Because I know you have dogs and they come first. Dogs first, guys. <laughs> the Greyhounds, 6.30 a.m., the Greyhounds are like, if you don't feed us and walk us right now, we riot. So that's <laughs> pretty much riot. every morning. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've got uh, another combat career, uh, Anas here saying hi, and, and he's a huge fan of Killer Queens. I don't know if you've seen my review, but he does a really amazing book too, uh, David. But What's, I'm so glad you popped in. Book? Thanks for popping in, Anas. Which book? I'll have to share it with you. He does a book called I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I'm so sorry. Eleutheromania or something. It's actually free to read. I'll send you the link later, David, but it's cool. it's one of the best comic debuts I've ever read. I think I put in my oh, wow. you know, review. Yeah. That's great. But I'm glad you enjoyed Killer Queens, man. Yeah, David, thanks, you're ready with it. You had it in your hand and you're like I have ready it. to throw I have it at people. Above my head. <laughs> I'm fully branded. Firefly over here. 
Kent over here. And of course, we're going to talk about rain. And I literally have zero copies of rain handy right now. So we'll just, right. have, to, we'll just <laughs> have to talk about it. But um, yeah, Killer Queens, the trade just came out um, last week and the week before. Um, it's gorgeous. It looks great. And then, of course, we've got oh, David yeah, I'll zoom in for you. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, it's it looks really great, and um, hopefully, we can talk a little bit more about it and uh, share some special um, bit of news. Yes, yes, news. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, those of you watching before the show, David was telling me that he had some um, exclusive news he wanted to share here. Uh, first, which I, for one, am honored to have because he knows I'm a huge fan of literally everything he does. He even got me on what's that app, the whatnot app, or that that bidding what app. Not? It's addictive. It's too addictive. It's so it's. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like Home Shopping Network. It's 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 dangerous. I feel like a a, a middle aged suburban mom just staying at home watching the shopping TV and being like, call call. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dial now. The next 10 callers will get a free <laughs> extra something. Right, right. And then, like, yeah, you do the giveaways to get people in there, right? So, like, everybody's like, do the giveaway. And you're like, I, okay. So, yeah, I had a, a fun story with that was um, I did a stream. I think it was a stream that you went on. Um, so, if you know, if folks don't know what Whatnot is, it's an app that's kind of a mix between Instagram Live and eBay. So you go on as a create as a as a seller and me as a creator and for one for an hour hour and a half you put up one minute auctions and I like to do my books that I'll sign for you, um, and uh, one of the ways to sort of boost your your fan base and to get people into your room as you're doing your stream mm -hmm. is to do giveaways. So yep. here was a fun thing. I had like 230 followers. No, 220. So I did giveaways at 225, 250, 275, and 300. So these are benchmark giveaways. If I get that number of followers, then I'll do the giveaway. Right. And unbeknownst to me, Whatnot pushed out, sent out a push notification for my specific stream. And so I had 200 people in the room. And <laughs> I had on the screen, like, what I was giving away. And it was, like, an invincible, like, exclusive and a yeah, Punisher exclusive. Nice. And it was just, like, good stuff. And I blew past 300 followers, all four of my giveaways I'd planned for the stream for an hour. I blew past them in like three minutes. I'm like, well, okay, yeah. you did it. I asked you and you did it. So I'm like, give away, give away, give away. And I gave everything <laughs> away in like the first 10 minutes. And then of course you see that the number of people in the room like go down, down, down. But right. it was, um, it, it's, it's the kind of, the it's the whatnot tango that you have to do to sort of build your presence. Yeah, it is. And it was really fun because I was watching it live as well because that was the, the one I saw. And uh, and yeah, it was so entertaining. And like, you were so nice because everybody's just like, do you give away? And you're like, okay, but y'all got to stay. And I'm like, they're going to leave. There's you're no so trust. nice. Like you are a better person than most of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I was at like 200 people in the room at, one time when it was when we when I was doing the giveaway, which is like double the almighty power of free shit in the comments, a hundred percent. Hundred. I you know that was double I the the highest I've ever had in a room, and so I knew as soon as I do the giveaway, people <laughs> would just leave, which is fine. Um, that's that's the whole purpose because 
to enter the giveaway, you have to follow me. So even, I got like a hundred and some followers on that one stream. And so even if I had attrition of half of those people, if they unfollowed me, I still got five, you know, 50, 50 new followers and it's worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. So yeah, that's me. Absolutely. And I just, and I just announced that I signed exclusively with whatnot to do streaming um, sales. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like whatnot gets like exclusive streaming. So like, that means you can't stream on YouTube or anything. It's like, whatnot can do that. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's like an it's I you know I hesitate to say it, but I'm totally embracing it. And I'm like, yeah, Lauren, I'm an influencer now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an influ it's an influencer deal. So um, I I can live stream, just not sales. Uh, so there's a lot of other apps out there that do live sales, including like Instagram Live. I can't do any live sales on Instagram Live or right. Shortbox or any of these other places. So I'm mm -hmm. exclusive to whatnot for live sales. Um, and I, I'm, I'm partnering now with, with them for new exclusives on current series, on new series. Uh, we're going to be doing projects together that are original projects. Just really, we're building up um, this relationship so that a lot of my stuff, if you, my, my stories and my series, if you want to get exclusives, yeah. um, you can uh, you know, come on whatnot. And I'll be offering those up by this really the only place. And in fact, Lauren, what a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything today, David. You're running the show. I, I'm good. You I, are like totally... an influencer. <laughs> I, I know. Like, Lauren, I got this. Go, go get some coffee. <laughs> Donut, whatever you want. It's fine. So what I'm doing, um, this is really, I, I'm really excited about this. So Killer Queens, the trade just came out, right? Yep. And I'm only going to do, I'm only doing certain shows and I'm going to be live, but what I'm going to do, there's this beautiful blank space on this page right here, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is create book plates and I have a photo Ooh. of the book plate right here and it is a gorgeous glittery rainbowed book plate oh my that will be originally signed and it's limited to 100. So it'll be numbered here. Mm -hmm. So one out of 100, two out of 100, all the way up to 100. And then when that's done, it's going to go in the book. It's a, it's it's adhesive. So it's going to go in the book. And I'm going to offer those up. And um, once the 100 are gone, this is going to be retired. And you're never going to see another one of these again. Um, and what that's I'm going to awesome. do, I, I'm going to have these available at shows and things. But what I'm doing is um, is going on whatnot in a s sort of surprise live stream. And I'm gonna offer up um, one through 25 Ooh. of the book plates. So I'm gonna do auctions for one through 25 and that's the only place to get the low number. And so watch my social medias, I'll be, ad you know, I'll advertise it and then you can come on and I'll start with number 25 out of 100, 24 out of 100, 23. It might throw in a giveaway here or there. And I'm mm -hmm. going to go all the way down to the one out of 100. And if you are hesitating to buy a book plate, I cannot share with you any additional information about things right now. But you may want to have a limited edition, limited a book plate, limited to 100. Oh. For future. Oh. 
Oh, oh, something, something to do with uh, uh, Killer Queens uh, in the future. Um, so this means I will fight everybody on whatnot for uh, number seven. I would say one, but seven's my favorite number. So number seven, I will fight you all for. <laughs> I I'm excited to see to do it because I'm I'm like having. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm having my coffee out of my ducktails mug. <laughs> we love ducktails, absolutely. Right. So um, so. I'm excited to see because I want to start with 25 and go 24 and then 23 and see what happens as we get closer to one and see yeah. if like the price starts going up a little bit mm -hmm. that, you know, see what happens. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And that's that is the thing about the whatnot app and, and the of an auction, right? Like auctions still work to this day because we get so into it psychologically. It's such a it's an actual experience. You're like, I gotta get no wait, let me wait for them and see what they do. And like so I'm excited sure. too, but also terrified gonna... because people are scary when they bid on this app. They are scary. I know. Well, you know, and I love it from this end. I'm like, keep going. Right. Come on. Um <laughs> But I'm gonna start every 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 lot's gonna start at um, twenty dollars, which is the cover price. So yeah. if you are the only one who jumps in on a particular number at twenty dollars, you get it for uh, twenty dollars plus whatever the shipping is, and mm. you get a you know signed limited book plate for this trade. Right, so. and yeah, you you a hundred percent um can't beat that i hope it's okay to segue i mean i think i feel like we're gonna bounce around today because there's just so cool. much to talk about with everything you're doing uh anasa is asking any updates on the kanto anime and movie can you speak to anything about that we are still in um development on that so okay. no no specific updates that i um i have for anybody right now uh we're just still working on prep for it animation takes an extremely long time so yeah, um, we're still making progress, but you know it's a, it's it's a lot just like Kanto's journey. It's a long road ahead, but we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's also apparently the reason why I'm still waiting on the Harley Quinn show to come back. Like I know animation takes a while, but guys, it's been like two years. I'm dying <laughs> since the last season. Melting. Yes, it was right before COVID, I believe. It hasn't come back since I... COVID hit. I'm going to be one of those people and tell you that I'm friends with the showrunner of Harley Quinn and I will deliver your lamentations to him and tell him <laughs> to get on it. He's also Come the showrunner. On, he's a, yeah. He's also um, the showrunner in Abbott Elementary, which I think oh, is taking God, up I a lot of his time that. right now. It's yeah. Lauren. It's so freaking amazing it's so funny and heartfelt it's like how i felt about um parks and rec and shit's okay Creek. That's and just it. those those are two of my that's, favorite shows <laughs> that's that's the bucket it, it falls in you'll watch this and be like i love these characters they're funny all the jokes are super organic and then it's really it's about um it's a, it's like an important series it's a comedy and it's important because it really shines yeah. a light on um, you know, under underprivileged schools and underfunded schools and just it, everything about it is just chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I OK. Yeah, I've been seeing it all over my timeline and I just haven't sat down. But you know what? Now that you've got me about it and you said Parks and Rec and Schitt's Creek, I will be watching it because those are two of my favorite shows, especially Parks and Rec. Um, and yes, Chris in the chat, um, you heard Schitt's Creek because if you like it, you need to watch Abbott Elementary, apparently. So we're going to have a watch party, guys. Um, stay tuned for future details on an Abbott Elementary 
uh, watch party. Oh my god! I can I can I come? Am I gonna? Can, yes, can I get on the list? absolutely. Can I stand You're at the door behind yeah. the uh, <laughs> behind sure. the velvet rope? What do you? Do, yeah, you want to stand there and like do the big you know opening, or do you want to be the bouncer? I mean, whatever you want, David. <laughs> no, I just want to stand out there and like hope. You remember how you hoped to get in? <laughs> But you would get in, David. You're on the VIP list. I'm like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Check the list again. <laughs> At the Check top. it again. I'm sorry. Um, is your you said your name was Boo Her? No, it's Boo Earn. Man, read. <laughs> I I was saying Boo Earns. <laughs> Boo Earns. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that reference from The Simpsons? Yes. I, okay, okay. Good. Because so sometimes I'm like, sometimes it's I lost. haven't, yeah, I haven't seen every episode, but I've seen enough. And I also played The Simpsons Hidden Run on the PlayStation forever as a child. So, like, <laughs> they're kind of in my DNA, whether I want them to be or not. Yeah, it's the episode where they do the uh, film festival, I believe, in uh, Springfield. And Mr. Burns shows his, like, self aggrandizing. <laughs> move sh- uh like short film right and everybody's booing and he yeah, asked smithers are they saying are they booing me <laughs> <laughs> are they saying boo earns i forget exactly what it says but then hans moleman goes i was saying boo earns <laughs> <laughs> yeah was hans moleman we're there we're there the chat what's up we are <laughs> We are on. We are together. I love that we've gone from talking about um, uh, Killer Queen so far to uh, Abbott Elementary and Canto, and now we're talking about the Simpsons. Like you don't know what to expect is, today, guys. I, I this was not planned. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> this is me and Lauren going out to brunch together, and just can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. Oh, shooting the shit. <laughs> we're just hanging. Essentially, couple, yeah. Yeah, well, when we were talking before uh, we started the show, uh, like usually I cut, I, I, you know, try to stop to chat and talk like two minutes before showtime, but showtime like hit, and I was like, "So, David, I'm sorry, but you gotta go in the green room now. Like, I've gotta put you back, and you have to come back out again. I'm so sorry." <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Lauren, nobody puts baby in the green room." <laughs> You know what? I feel like that would be a good joke to put somewhere in like a future Killer Queens thing if Killer Queens continues. Like I feel like there that that's nobody just put... Max. <laughs> Not Max, the other one. What am I saying Max for? Alex. Yes, puts, thank you. Nobody puts baby in the Yeah, so yes. this is gonna be a this oh I almost freaking spilled the beans just now. I almost okay. did. All right, let's bring it back. I will put on my influencer. I've got this. I'll take back the reins. <laughs> I totally. It's um Christopher Evans. It's Tails. T A L E S. Is it? The yes. Best is it Ducktails? I forgot. Yeah, you got it. That? Is he's asking? Is it the best animated theme song? No, uh, Gummy Bears. Although, I will. Um, you have gummy bears is my personal favorite, but I have yeah. to tell you a funny story about this mug. Every every time it never fails in the morning. If this is the mug I pull out of my cabinet mm-hmm. for my coffee, as I'm reaching up for it, I'm going, 
Life is like a hurricane here in every single time. It never fails. I don't know what it is, but it just pops in there. As it should. Like, I, I don't see the concern at all. I, I If it wasn't happening, I would be concerned. That's like only number 10 on the list of things that you should be concerned for me. <laughs> it's so low on the list. True, true. Well, let's talk about uh, so uh, something that like is concerning, but not a bad way to fans. Like you know, get gets our interest. Um, you know, we talked earlier, especially before the show, about your vague tweets and how I'm like as a fan, like, mm, a what's monster. going on, David? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster. Can I just clear the air and tell everybody how much I freaking hate vague tweets? I hate them. Please do. But then I, oh my god, I hate them so much. And then I, I have an actual philosophy about this, if you would like me to share with you. Oh, absolutely. And the reason why vague tweets drive me nuts. And I know I do them every, every, every once in a while, but I also see other people do vague tweets and it gets a lot of response, like mm-hmm. a lot of interaction on, on social media. And I'm like, okay, if we're all racing to the bottom, then what am I doing? I'll, I'll, right. I'm right there with you. Um, <clears throat> no, vague tweets are so... I, I, I dislike them so much because um, you're withholding all the information from your audience, from your followers. Mm. A true vague tweet is not like, oh, I'm working on something and here's a little teaser art for it. Because Mm. when you post art, you actually share information about the project with um, your followers. And then suddenly you're in together on that secret. They don't know everything Mm. about it, but they know something. Yeah. But the vague tweets that are like, oh my God, I just got off the best call of my career or I can't wait. I can't share any information now, but I'm, I can't wait for you to, for you to, um, to be able to tell you all about this. Those yeah. things um, share no actual substantive information with your audience. It's just trying to make them um, excited about the fact that you're withholding. <laughs> and I'm just like, right. if you're going to vague tweet, put something in there, put, artwork tell the the your you know name your collaborators do something um yeah and then and then just just work hard enough that you never have to vague tweet again you can just be like brandon sanderson on kickstarter oh i just wrote four novels right yeah like about it yeah like i kind of i like a nice comic here like i i you know how like a lot of musicians have started just surprise dropping albums whenever the hell they feel like it like it's yeah. it's becoming more popular after Beyonce and some other people have done it. Like, why don't comic book creators just do it? Like, here's a comic, run with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get to be the Beyonce of comics, then absolutely, just go ahead and drop your <laughs> drop who, your surprise comic. Um, who, I mean, I'll... who would be the Beyonce of comics? I mean, you're coming up, David. Like, I can see you becoming the Beyonce. <laughs> but is is there a current Beyonce of comics that you are like that's the I don't person know. that could do it? I think somebody like James Tynan, who did, you know, who does something is killing the children yes. in the Department of Truth. I think he could probably drop a surprise comic and, you know, it's sort of have it blow the doors off. Part of the part of the not doing a surprise is the, the promotional tail of or, you know, the pr- promotional takeoff for your comic so that when it does drop, you can, um, you know, you can have built up anticipation for it. Yeah. With that said, 
you can't i i i'm i i would do it i would do a surprise drop and just like <laughs> if it succeeds great if it fails great who knows but you can't you have to do it on like kickstarter or you got to do it on your own distribution network or you got to do it with a because there's a two-month lead time yeah um yeah i think lemire maybe tom taylor and hickman but you know um i'm looking at the comments in the chat but you know with tom taylor and hickman i think it's they're so they're so wedded to um the big two yeah that it would have to be like a big two partnership drop i would think lemire is very creator owned um yeah so he could do it, but that's the, but you have to have pre-orders two months in advance. So you can't do it through um, diamonds. So if a publisher wants to do a 500 or 1000 print run for a yeah. secret project and just be like, it's dropped, you go to the website, you order it, we'll fulfill it on our own and that's it. Yeah. Then maybe, I mean, I'm willing yeah. to try it. Hell. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a lot easier. It, it's a lot easier to do it digitally, you know, kind of like DC does their digital first. But like if you did a surprise drop instead of planning it, you just drop it digitally. And then a week or two later, whenever you can get the production going, maybe and, and drop the physicals then. Um, yeah. And you'd have to do with a secret drop. I think you'd have to <clears throat> limit it to a thousand copies and you'd have to say, yeah. this is it. There's the story is not going to be it's going to be this and nothing else. So yeah. people, so you get some some demand and some excitement going. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. Like I I I'd kind of like to see that happen, especially from someone like Hickman though, because even though he yeah has been tied to the big two, particularly Marvel lately. I mean, when he went to the sub Substack craze, he really he put in his letter that a big reason was because there was no surprise in comics, and he wanted to try to bring that element back. Um, right. So I mean, if anybody could do it, it'd be him. But, you know, I could run a, work. I'm thinking of right now, um, like a 500 print run of some like one shot and yeah. just printing it myself and then just doing it, going on whatnot. You should, so, like, you know what? You there you interact. go. You have to interact with me if you want a copy of this. You know what? There you go. That that's exactly what you should do. See what not. It's, it's going to take all my money. Damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> So with Canto, I know Canto is continuing. It's got all this buzz. We already mentioned the movie. Um, so for those that might have missed the news, what's what's next for Canto in the comics? So we just announced that we're doing a two-issue miniseries called Canto, Tales of the Unnamed World. Mm -hmm. uh, the first issue drops in uh, June and the second in July. And that is going to be sort of an anthology uh, with Drew doing all of the framing, um, the framing story. And then we have guests, artists of Jorge Corona and Liana Kangas in the first issue. And then we have Sean Daly coming in for the second issue. Uh, and it's it's kind of a cool premise where they're uh, on their way home. It takes place before Lionhearted and they're on the way home from the city of giants and mm -hmm. they have to cross a bridge. And there is this mysterious character called the Bard that stops them and says they cannot cr cross the the bridge until they tell him a story that he has never heard. Ooh. So it's a fun little um, troll under the bridge story where they have to, uh, yeah. the, in the anthology pieces of it are the <laughs> stories that they end up telling the bard to try to find the one that he has never heard. 
That's awesome. And I, you know, I know for some that stuff might seem cheesy, but I, I love that because tropes like that, that, you know, really get the characters to think and, and, and bring them out. It, it works. It's a trope that is effective as long as it's written well. And, and you are, you are so good, not only with plot and things like that, but with characters. And I really appreciate Aww. that with what you do. So I'm really excited to, uh, to see what plays out in that um, and what, what stories we get. And, and if, if they tell one that, you know, actually passes or if they tell some that, you know, the trolls heard and the trolls, you know, the bard is like, well, yeah. screw you. Like, no, I've heard that. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so we're going to revisit some characters that we have not seen for a while, mm -hmm. which I was, I'm very excited about. And then um, of course they're not, it, it's not going to go well for them, at least initially. And then you're going to, they, they, there's a, I, I think, you know, it's always dangerous to label your own work, but I think there's a clever twist at the end uh, on how they um, ultimately uh, figure out how to get past this bard. I don't think it's a spoiler because this takes place between um, the City of Giants and uh, mm. Lionhearted. So we mm. know that they, <laughs> they're fine after this because we've all <laughs> seen Lionhearted already. Because yeah. then the idea is that we're going to take the three issues of City of Giants and the two issues of uh, Tales of the Unnamed World, and we're going to put it together into a trade. So you're going to have the um, like side quests collected into a trade in addition to the volumes one, two, three, and four that we have. That's awesome, and and I like that you do have you know that you do have these little stories they can throw in that are you know they have they they have a purpose. Um, but they're not something that, you know, has, you know, it's not, again, like you said, it's not completely spoilerly. It's, it's mostly just for that storytelling and for those characters and stuff like that. That's always a really nice touch because it makes that world feel, at least for me, it makes a world feel more real when creators do that. Yeah. These are, these are stories that we didn't, we wouldn't have gotten a chance. We haven't gotten a chance to tell in the main volumes. And in fact, when we go into volume four in the, in November, a place like home, it's like, I, I think all the readers who are up to this stage know that we are just going to, it's six issues and we're just going to like, it's a sprint. We are in the end game right now um, for mm. the entire big story arc and doing these little side quests, this anthology um, gives us the opportunity to sort of visit some, some places and some stories and characters that we don't, we wouldn't necessarily get to. Um, since we're, the momentum is picking up in the main story. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's always scary when you get to a point like that with, you know, this great, this great world and creation that you've done and, and you're starting to realize, oh, so this is where this might be wrapping up. And it, I imagine, you know, as a reader, it's nice, but also as a creator, it's nice to be able to prolong, you know, in, in a reasonable way, prolong that goodbye or that ending or that last dot, you know, of like, well, I don't want to stay by these characters yet and we don't have to. So let's keep it going. <laughs> let's keep it yeah. going. Let's, let's, yeah. Next week is my, um, I, I'm, I'm doing creative on the last story arc for Canto, uh, And it's just, it's both challenging. It's challenging and it's kind of, it's kind of just amazing that we even got to this stage that, that we are looking at the last volume and, trying to trying to stick that landing and i think we will i think we will 
Yeah, yeah. And I liked uh, I liked Chase's comment here um, about how, you know, it's nice to do side quests that you read into, you write into a series that they're only half mentioned, but then you get to connect them and expand them. Um, so and that's what yeah. we're doing. That's what we're going to do with this an these anthology stories is it's kind of a reminder of uh, some of the things that happened before. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the characters that we met a, a while back, because in Canto 4, we're going to I'm a huge proponent of no characters ever um, a, like a throwaway character. Yeah. No characters ever. They, they never encounter a character that doesn't have the chance to um, return in some way to the storyline and be important to it. And so we're going to that uh, volume four is going to be our opportunity to show that. Awesome. I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, but, but also, you know, sad, like it, it, it's the literal definition of bittersweet to, to have yeah. to do something like that. But I'm also a huge proponent of writers and creators being able to end their story, their universe, whatever they've made on their terms, rather at being cut off or canceled or dragged on too long in some cases. Um, so re re really glad that it sounds like that's what it is. You're, you're able to end it where, you know, it feels organic and correct for the story. It's kind of what we've had in mind since the beginning. I, mm -hmm. I always had in mind exactly where we were going to end. Yeah. Um, if we got the chance to do it. And of course, we've done some expansion in the middle of it a little bit yeah. to kind of lengthen the quest. But um, yeah, before we even got it set up at IDW, I, we, had the, we had the idea of where this all would eventually go if we had the opportunity to take it there. And we do, and yeah. but you know, by the end of the end of end of all of this, I think we're at um, twenty three three issues right now. I think we're mm -hmm. going to be at um, thirty one. Yeah, that's awesome. Total single issues, five volumes, uh, which is really something. I've got I've got t two two volumes up here, and to see you know all five of them eventually together is going to be kind of it's going to be really a prideful moment from a lot to have this <laughs> oh absolutely and like i know for some people are like well that doesn't sound like a lot of issues but for an, an a, a self-sustaining essentially indie series continuing and a universe that's that's gotten the multiple volumes and is getting these you know other issues and side quests as we've called them you know just chatting here like that's that's phenomenal like you know canto is mm -hmm. not going anywhere like even when it does end it's it's going to you know, not only hold up, but I think it's going to resonate for, you know, years, decades to come. So you should be well, very proud not. of it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and we're not, trust me, I don't want to end it with volume four. I want to end this, his quest, yeah. volume four. And I already have the an idea about what we can do once that is all done, said and done. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I think there's going to be, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I, I would love to to restart as an ongoing. Mm -hmm. So just start it in issue one and then just have it be there there's something that there's there's a story that I think we can tell that's just gonna be, mm -hmm. you know, it's like saga type type, you know, structure where you just you just keep telling the story. You just keep following these characters for fifty fifty issues. So Yeah. We'll, see well if what ever, it, I was gonna say if uh, if it's ever coming about, um, um, you know, I will be asking you to come back for that exclusive. <laughs> be like, David, I, come back. You're not. I'm gonna fine. just sit here. 
I'm gonna stay. I'm just staying. <laughs> He's you're 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 the neighbor that's been here the longest. This is now uh David, you're the OG neighbor of this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a neighbor anymore. I'm just like sitting gonna sit in your living room for the next nine months. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> so speaking of living room, um, so the room you're in right now behind you, you've got all this gorgeous firefly stuff and particularly right above your head. Um, so for those that don't know, you're writing oh the all new firefly series as well. So your work does not end. I don't know how you I sleep just, or eat or. <laughs> I'm just tilting it up because I have my fun coast. Can you see them up oh, there? These awesome. are the firefly yeah. fun coast. And behind right there. Yeah. And then behind these killer queens here is all my um all my firefly books but yeah so i'm writing um a big story arc for um all new firefly for boom and issue yes. one just came out in february so we're two issues in and issue three comes out whew, a couple weeks end of end of april i believe yep end of april it comes out the 27th sweet yeah, it's really exciting. I, I got the opportunity. Firefly is my favorite sci-fi franchise. Um, and I've loved it. I love these characters so much. And, uh, you know, when the opportunity, uh, when the opportunity came to write in this, in this world and to write a story, uh, you know, I jumped at it, of course. And totally. I took a character that I don't think has been um, explored as much as some of the other ones. So it's it's Jane. Yeah. I, I I think it's been revealed, but the whole long story arc for three volumes that I've I've written is called The Gospel According to Jane. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm gonna be I'm, about I'm really excited, especially as a Firefly fan fan. Wow, I cannot speak today. Um if those of you in the chat, if you're a fan of Firefly, let me know because you know Firefly is such an it's such a interesting Shiny. <laughs> Yeah. He saw the shiny in the back. Mm-hmm. He saw Stay the shiny. shiny book in the Funkos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Firefly's an interesting fandom because, you know, it was supposed to go on for a long time and then got canceled right at the end of the season. And it's kind of become a, you know, a, a, a cult classic in a, its own right. And it just keeps going. Like, there's no stopping Firefly and nobody should stop it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so there's been a lot that's happened since the continuity in the show. And so my all-new Firefly picks up basically where the comics continuity ended in um, at issue 36. So we're just continuing mm -hmm. on. It's just a new mission, a new um, character arc, new story arc for them. And again, I wanted to focus on Jane because I don't think, I think Jane is one of the most complex characters that seems so simple. Yeah. So I wanted to find out who he was, what his childhood was like, what his background is like, why he, um, there's the moment in the show when, you see how he joined the crew and basically they're, he's holding up Mal with a different um, group of bandits and Mal says, um, what are they paying you? And you don't even get your own bunk. And so you'll see ah. there's a moment in this, in, in this story arc where Kaylee is now captain and she's talking to Mal and she's like, how did you, how did you handle Jane being on the crew? Yeah. And he says, and this is probably a spoiler, this might be an issue three that's coming, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. There's a moment when Kaylee's like, how did you deal with him? And Mal says, there's only one thing you really need to know about Jane is that um, 
at the end of the day, he's always going to be the guy who switched sides for extra credit for more credits and a private bunk. Mm. And that's Kaylee sort of has to internalize that and has to figure it out. And then by the end, you, 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 you realize, well, yeah, that's something Jane did, but is that who he is really? Mm -hmm. Or is he something more than that? Is he something, you know, is he making those choices for, for reasons that are deeper than just surviving in the verse? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a lot to, a lot to tackle, but I agree with you in that. I think character wise, that is so necessary. That's, that's really something to break down. And, and not only is that for Jane's character, but also Kaylee's and, and, you know, even just the people on the sides giving their perspectives of, like you just said, well, this, this one trait defines them. And like you said, but can one, one thing truly define a person. So that's really excited. And I'm really glad too that you're doing this Firefly series because it seems like a good jump and gone point for a lot of people that haven't read all the other issues of all the yeah. other series after the comics. It's like, hey, you can jump on here and you'll be able to catch up and be fine. Yeah, because we because um, you know, it, it it helps if you pick up issue one. It helps if you if you know at least a little bit about like the current composition of the of the crew because I saw a lot of people I saw people comment about oh well now Kaylee is captain and I'm surprised about that it's like well mm-hmm. that's that happened it, tens of issues ago um so yeah. if you come in and sort of assume that there is there is a lot of history since the since the uh show that that happened in the comics but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to know once you accept that this is how things are now the yeah. storyline you can just follow the storyline and you're really not going to miss a whole lot yeah absolutely and i like this comment he shows small glimpses of her in the show when that kid saved him jameson town yeah i'm interested to see if we will get to see that like if if that's the approach it's going to unravel is um that yeah he, he that one thing doesn't define him but we'll just have to see right <laughs> we'll just have to uh, yeah, find out <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I I hesitate to give away too too much, but Jane yeah. Jane is sort of struggling with who he is. Is he a, is he a bandit? Is he an outlaw? Is he a good person? Mm-hmm. Is there goodness in him? Um, yeah. He spent you'll you'll see in the in the story he's spent a lot of his life around people who keep trying to tell him that there is good good in you, Jane. Even Mal. When when he betrays the the crew and Mal puts him in the airlock and it's gonna, um, it, this is in the show and he's gonna um, send him out in space, and Jane says, "Don't tell the others what I did. Make something up." Mm-hmm. And that's when Mal's like, "He's not. Who who is he? There is some yeah. good in there because he doesn't want people to think he's a bad person, and so he doesn't send him out in the airlock." And you're going to see that that struggle of him trying to figure that out. If people keep telling him he's good, and he doesn't believe that. Where is he going to end up at the end of the day? How is he going to feel about himself? And when you look at the Janestown, um, uh, the Janestown episode, that perfectly encapsulates Jane because it's everybody being like, Jane is Robin Hood. He's the best. He saved us. He gave us all that those credits it's just Mm -hmm. he's our hero and then you know what the truth really is and it's this idea that is is you know the truth reality or is reality the truth um or perception Mm -hmm. uh 
And that's sort of what I teased out for this. It's going to be, it's 11, it's 10 issues plus a big oversized finale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Cause again, I'm, I'm so big on character driven. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, but I feel like it's also going to hurt a little bit. Like it has to though, for this journey for him um, to, to see it's, that balance and that inner turmoil. It's such a, it's going to be such, it's a, such a struggle for him and for everyone else. And it's set in kind of a, a fun plot with some gravity to it. So um, I, I, I hope folks really enjoy it. I really enjoyed writing it. And by the end of it, I think it's one of these stories that you sort of go along for the ride and you yeah. enjoy it. And then you get to the end and you read the ends and it sort of makes you rethink, go back and sort of rethink everything that happened up till then. Yeah, absolutely. And and one story in particular, though, that has been getting me lately, especially with with the turmoil and the her, is the issue you have coming out next week. So you have rain, rain. Joe Hill's rain. Mm-hmm. Yep, issue four coming out next week, ready to stab oh, me good. through the heart it. again. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to say about it about it. Um, it's 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 so it's so good david because i remember when you know you and i originally talked and you know you told me this was coming out and i think it was in the interview i lasted with you and um you know i was like well this could be so interesting to read because if this is gonna be sad as hell and hurt my soul whereas killer queens which was one of the first things by you i read was so overall happy go lucky and stuff i I don't know what i'm gonna do during this um And the last so, issue like killed me with its ending in a good way, but it was just, it was a gut. <laughs> it was gutting. So, yeah. So I, I wrote about this a little bit on Twitter, but that last issue was, um, I had some personal loss right, right during that time that I was writing that issue. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when the, the voiceover about, um, uh, standing on the shore of an ocean and the waves that's grief is like uh, standing on the edge of edge of the ocean and some waves are small and they lap at your feet and some waves are big and they overwhelm you and the best Mm -hmm. you can do is take tiny steps back from the water day hour by hour day by day until the waves no longer touch you Um, That was all straight from my personal working through my personal, you know, grief issues. And it's, and it's just those last two pages of issue three for me were probably the two pages, my, my favorite two pages that I've ever written just because it felt so, it, it came from such a, such a genuine place I was yeah. putting myself out on that page and um, we're not letting up with issue four. I hate to say it. <laughs> you know, I, I read it. I think you win the battle of making comics. If you can make your audience feel anything at all. And mm-hmm. whether that's sadness or grief, or you make them laugh or you make them excited or happy, or you make them smile any of those things, if you can do any of that, then, then you've, then you've, uh, you've done your job. And I think yeah. it's because so many comics out there, you just read them and you just kind of, at the end, you just shrug like, okay, that was a story. Yeah. 
wasn't bad, wasn't great, but then you put it down and you forget and you forget that you even read it or what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've noticed that lately with a lot of, you know, I was pulling so many comics and, and I've actually cut down comics, you know, not to, you know, not because I'm like, oh, this one's the worst thing ever, but kind of like you said, it's just kind of there, you know, some of the stories. And, and I find that, you know, when I read the stuff I really enjoy instead of just reading everything possible, you know, it's not only better for me, but I feel like my support for the creators and people making that comic is more genuine, like you said, in your writing with this issue. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's just absolutely beautiful. This, this comic, um, it's, it's easily one of my favorite comics I've ever read. And I, I don't know how I'm going to feel when, <laughs> when it ends because, um, I think you'll feel all right. I yeah. think you'll feel all right because, um, we just for fit, we just finished up issue five, mm-hmm. uh, like creative. So it's going to print next week and, I don't know. I just haven't seen it for a long time. And then I got to see it when it was all put together. And I just thought this is, I would be so happy, not not happy because, you know, it's kind of a sad story. There's hope. There's lots of hope in there. But I would be so thrilled to have read this just as a reader because it just, I wanted to make, we wanted, all wanted to make something that felt different than, than other stuff yeah. that's out there. And I think, I think we've achieved that. Because this is a comic that I would want to read as a reader. And that's all I, those are all only stories I ever want to make are the ones that I would pick up. And I either feel like this about comics when I read them, or I feel like this. Yeah. Through the roof. And I want to make comics where I feel through the roof. Absolutely. And, and a huge shout out to the entire creative team with you, especially like uh, Zoe Thorogood. Her art is unbelievable like the way she's really able to you know not only compliment the words you write but really bring them to life in such such a way that really it does stick right like i saw a post today i can't remember who posted it, but somebody was like this is what a comic looks like without the artist without the color without the lettering and it's just a script you know and and it doesn't have a lot of substance to the average reader because people are like where's everything else and you know just to prove how you know important the team is so huge shout out to your entire creative yeah. team because and and of course joe helper writing the original because like holy shit like yeah it's so interesting to see you read the original and i think um we we uh this adaptation has a lot more um gravity to it not gravity sadness i'll say a yeah. lot more sadness to it than i even initially set out to do i, I had a cl- very clear idea of what the adaptation should look like and what part, you know, points in the story we should hit and, you know, what we'd have to change a little bit because of the visuals and that sort of thing. Um, but the the level of um, gravity that, I keep saying gravity, the, 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 <laughs> the sadness to it, the grief that we really brought out to the forefront in the adaptation is um, something that, was a surprise to me. I think it might've been a surprise to everybody, but I think it's important for the comic version of this story to have that because if we Mm. didn't face the grief and loss head on, then um, I don't think it would have achieved the level that I I think it has. Yeah. Well, and, and I agree. And just as a reader, I agree in terms of um, yeah, like, 
as a reader, we need to feel the weight of it because I mean, you know, issue one, spoiler, but issue one ends and you know, the loss that happens. Right. And then you, you read that and you're like, well, what else could happen? Like the loss has happened. Like what, what I had comments. Yeah. Cause I had commented like this issue, we know it's five issues, but this issue number one, Mm-hmm. It just stands on its own. We have no idea where <laughs> the story is going to go. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly don't think that I, I, if you ever make a comic series and folks don't know where issue one, where it's going to go after issue one, I think that's totally, totally fine. I think that's yeah. totally fine because they know the story is going to keep going and that question mark is going to drive them to, to, um, take pick up issue too yeah absolutely and i think it's interesting because you're right like issue one in its own way can kind of stand as a one shot but at the same time you get i feel like as readers we get so much more by continuing this story and so it's like yes technically you could have you could have kind of just done that one shot but once you read it you see why it it can't it's not the same work if it was a one shot it wouldn't have the same impact yeah and i'm i'm just glad that folks are continuing on with the story because I think issue four is it's going to, it wallops you just in the same way as, as issue three um, and issue one. And then issue, (laughs) we don't, we don't let up Lauren. We don't let up, but you're, 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 you just know I'm going to be sending you an email be like, David, why? (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? But we give, we it's, it's full of moments. I'll say that yeah. it's full of moments and moments that you're going to feel very sad and moments that you're going to feel uh, triumph. You're going to feel like you're rooting for honeysuckle. Yeah. And by the time we get to the end, there's going to be moments where you feel like there is a chance in this world. There's still a chance. I, I think that's, I, I think that is the most important thing. Um, I was actually rewatching rent last night and uh the the you know the film the musical and and i it's always interesting to me how you know there's the one death and then the other person you know for those that haven't seen rent i won't spoil because it's a classic you need to watch it but um, i think we're we're past the spoiler window (laughs) (laughs) well okay you know angel dies and then you know mimi almost dies and then she doesn't she lives she manages to pull through somehow and i'm like but imagine if you know i can't imagine like and i don't know if this is true i don't know if this what happened but what if you know Larson had written it where she died and somebody said you can't do that the audience has nothing left if you do that you literally but even if she did I you you, there's still there's still you can still create the hope that there is you know that there is something more after this so I, I I if that was Jonathan Larson's vision was to keep you know, was to have uh, Mimi pull through. It was Mimi, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have her pull through, then he should he should act on the vision if if she was going to die. Yeah. And then they'd all have to sort of um, find a way to pick up the pieces and move on. And you'd have the next. Did that happen at the next Christmas? Mm, or was that before? Yeah, that happened at the next Christmas. Yeah, like they they found okay. her in the streets and and they were like she's been living on the street and yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a way to tell to, to keep hope. I just it, whatever's authentic to your vision as as the writer is what yeah. you should do, and not really worry 
<laughs> if you've done your job correctly, though, they'll, they'll have the emotional roller coaster will be there, mm. and you'll just have made the intuitively right choices to bring your audience along with you on that journey. Absolutely, and and that makes complete complete sense. And I appreciate the insights of writer because huh, I have written things in my life, but I am not a writer, so <laughs> it's always great to hear oh. from an active creator that you hey. know, the perspective. You've written things in your life. You said it. I've you are read it. That's it. <laughs> a writer. You're definitely a writer. You're. That's Just a it. Bit. You may get. Well, your you, your body of work might be small, and it might be private. It might be just things that you've done for yourself. But you you're a writer. So I don't want you or anybody else who's Aww. listening to ever think that <laughs> you're not just because you haven't been published or you haven't had other people read your stuff or any of that. If you put pen to paper. Just such an anachronism. If you put fingers to keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, exactly. Like, who has notebooks? Even though I do, because I don't have my laptop next to my bed. So if I'm waking up at 2 a.m. with an idea, you know. I'm I mean, I have, I'm, I'm, I've got, vis I'm doing visual aids for you. I've got my Canto journal. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> right next to me. And I have my Firefly You, you got it all. <laughs> I mean, and they're all half full. I got a stack full of half full journals. And then when I need to take notes or something, I just grab whatever's, there's no, it's just, my desk looks like what's inside my brain. And it's just yeah, half full journals of unintelligible scribbles. Well, 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 that's okay. Cause uh, you are not an unintelligible neighbor at least. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, you so go. much for, you know, uh, uh, joining our neighborhood and, you know, seeing how we are and sharing all your stuff with us. Is there anything that I forgot as as the uh, host that's supposed to know it all? Um, is there anything I forgot to touch on that you wanted to touch on while you're here? Nope. We talked about the four things that I'm doing right now, which is the Canto, oh. Killer Queens, Firefly and Rain. Um, Rain number four uh, comes out next Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, yep. September or September. <laughs> oh my God. April 13th guys. April 13th. April 13th. And I think um, Firefly number three comes out on April 27th. 27th. Yes. Currently in, in pre-order is Canto Tales of the Unnamed World number one. So mm -hmm. give that a pre-order. We're going to have lots of cool um, covers and things with that. And then um, also available for pre-order is um, a, my, my first ever hardcover, which mm -hmm. is um, a Firefly collection that collects um, the Firefly holiday special and the one oh, shot I that, that I wrote in September called Firefly River Run. Yeah. Um, I think that's out in May. And you mm -hmm. can also, uh, there's, there's so many, I, I'm just going through it all. Um, you, can pre, you can order uh, the Killer Queen's Trade can also mm -hmm. wait for me on whatnot uh there's also available canto three lionhearted trade is available for uh pre-order right now and i believe that's out in june mm -hmm. and then there's also uh the firefly the first volume of uh gospel according to jane for all new firefly mm -hmm. is available for pre-order and rain the rain the rain uh hard Let's i'm go. getting a we're getting a hardcover <gasps> for rain really Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be <laughs> just a beautiful, just beautiful hardcover. So I went from no prospects for any hardcovers going into 2022. And now mm. I think I'm going to have four by the end of the year. That's so, amazing. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I, I really hesitate to like 
you know, say anything that's it's uh, could be perceived as bragging or anything. But I went uh, by the end of this year, I'm going to have I think six or seven trades like books out in the book market, mm-hmm. and I went from two and mm-hmm. uh, two and th- or three ever. So mm-hmm. like seven in one year. And it's just, I'm just so thrilled, so thrilled with that. This, the shelf behind be, me, there it is. The shelf behind me is slowly going to fill. Next time you see me, hopefully <laughs> this is slowly filling up. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's everything. Um, if you search uh, my name on like previews world mm-hmm. uh, or Amazon, you can pre-order all of those things. That's oh, awesome. Follow me on whatnot at David Boer because again we are going to do those. <laughs> I, I'm plugging Plug it. Plug plates. I'm plugging it. If you'd like your your fabulous glittery, it's going to be physically gr- glittery rainbow. hundred percent signed book plate. A hundred percent all the glitter. Uh, in Crescent comments, you're legally obligated to try to get one of those because you're Mr. Sinister fan and he would think glitter's fabulous. So there you go, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. And I'm sure I'm going to be doing something in connection with uh, whatnot, like book plates or something. And we may even be able to get up, set up book plates that, signed by the creative team, including Joe. Oh, for Rain. Awesome. So that, that I feel like those would be really uh, very popular. A hundred percent. I I am automatically signed up. And uh, to answer your question, Chase, I think David answered all of it. That he's bringing all of that to the barbecue, so you will have entertainment. If you don't like to talk to people at the barbecue, don't worry. You have everything to read. <laughs> here's here's forty two books. Here's my entire here's my entire repertoire. Please, yeah. I, mean. I will sit here while you read it. It's fine. It won't be I- awkward. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh since you're new to the neighborhood i don't know if you have the time if not that's still okay but i wanted to talk about the poll we that i did on our twitter about who our new fictional character neighbor is do you have a minute or two and you want to give some input on who yeah. people have decided okay <laughs> um so, so for curious. those you that don't know uh, every Monday, I am cheesy and call it a neighborly Monday, which whatever, don't worry about. And I give a poll to decide what fictional character becomes a part of our neighborhood. And you pick the role. So this week's poll I'll pull up was, so last week we decided that Kite Man is our newspaper hoarder. He's our neighborhood thief that steals newspapers and hoards them all, which makes sense for Kite Man. So great job. <laughs> but this week, our question was which neighbor would be oh. the leader of the homeowners association and keeping all of us in line. And we had Emma Frost, Marsha Manhunter, Amanda Waller, and Vision. And it was pretty tight between Emma Frost and Amanda Waller, but Waller pulled through. Waller is <laughs> running our HOA. I mean, David, do you want her running your HOA? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I'm worried more worried about Emma Frost, the um oh? The the what was the what was that show with the 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 women in the neighborhood and they're all like blonde and they're pretty and what was the TV show? You know what I'm talking about? Desperate Housewives. <gasps> oh, that's what I, that's right. what I keep thinking. I'm like Emma yeah. Frost is definitely drinking a, a a dry martini at 10 a.m. watching Amanda Waller walk down the street and plotting her um, takeover of the HOA. So. Uh-huh. 100% Amanda 
I wish you the best of luck. I'm fully supportive of your presidency, but watch out for Emma because I know she's coming for you. <laughs> I was actually kind of sad that um that Jean did get more votes because like Vision is kind of like he's. I mean, I love Vision, but like not for this. But I was kind of sad about Jean because like he would be just such a calm, organized presence. I feel like, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think we need somebody who's a little bit more, uh, Amanda's a little bit more of a firebrand. So she's going to get things done. Um, yeah. Just, you know, if you if you want to do some bad things that violate the CCRs, you might want Martian Manhunter in there because he might let you slide because Amanda's not going to let you slide. But um, Or she'll you know, get you to do the things she wants. She'll say, oh, you did a bad thing. So I'll let that go. But you have to do the bad thing for me now. Right. <laughs> She's got it's a chess game. That, the chess game in the neighborhood. Eric is saying only if it's the DCAU, like the Amid Universe Waller. I don't know that Waller well. Do you know that Waller well, David? I don't know how much of the Amid no. Universe you've seen. I, I got don't. No idea. I I know her from uh, the the movie movies. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean she's, Viola she's Davis can movies. keep me in line. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. She just walks right up and she's like, your garbage cans have been out for two days. We are going to have a problem here. <laughs> that's that's exactly what's going to happen. So um, now after the show, she's going to come at both you and I for being out of hand and um, cursing or God knows what else we did wrong today. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like oh, I'd, I'd, I'd fanboy out. Oh, Amanda, yes. You watched the show. <laughs> She's berating me. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She's just are like, okay, but you anything. Yeah. yeah. Are you listening to anything I'm saying? You watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. You watch the show. I exist in your presence. Please berate <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> right. I love this. Well, thank you so much for, uh, entertaining us with that little chaotic moment thank you for humoring me um thank you for coming on where can people find you again we've got all these great books uh twitter whatnot where can people come catch you sure um on twitter i'm david boer on instagram i'm david m boer uh you can look me up on facebook if that's your speed uh i've got a website uh davidboer.com and if you hop over to whatnot, you can follow me at David Boer, and I will be uh, putting up shows every uh, couple of weeks. And if you want anything uh, put up for sale for signs, uh, anything, I've got lots and lots of stuff. So I'm happy to offer them up. So give me a follow on all the places. Woof. Woof me. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that the it's a, lingo? It's an office. It's an office reference. Oh, see, see, I have. What's his face it. came up? I know. What's his face? This was like the aughts, the you know, fifteen years ago, ten years ago. Okay. And yeah. oh, I forget. Is it Ryan came up with a new app called Woof, and you can put one thing in there, like mm -hmm. one message, post, and you just hit send, and it gets woofed. To every every social media platform you have, and they're like, they look at their phones and like, did you just woof me? They, <laughs> that should be a, that should be a thing for comics. That's a great idea. That that's how you get people to buy comics. You just woof them with comics. Woof. <laughs> Talk to the office. See if we can get woof going. I feel like woof right. is a very different type of app. Suggests a very different type of app. <laughs> 
Yeah, but right? then, you know, can, can can it be reclaimed? I don't know if that works here. Probably doesn't, but like. <laughs> 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 just so funny because <laughs> Ryan sends the one message in the in the episode and it's like every device in the office just goes off with alerts it's like what's going on I woofed you <laughs> he's probably so proud of himself too right like guys obviously like how did you not get this yeah and everybody and it's just not it's not a it's not a great I it's not a great yeah. app but does it doesn't it, 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 yeah it, it's interesting it's almost like a an, an a, a unintentional uh parallel to like cat calling it's like but i didn't cat call you i woofed you that's okay right <laughs> so i guess the 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 bottom line here everyone listening is please woof me by following all of my <laughs> socials i love it you brought it around full circle see you are an influencer look at you go it's like nothing happened well, the proof the proof is in the number of followers I gain or lose after this show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks, David, of course, for coming on and spending so much time with us and sharing so much. Um, really appreciate it. Um, next week, those of you watching, we will uh, be back to our 10 a.m. showtime. And next week, I'm really excited to have another creator on. Um, I don't know if you read this, David, but there's a really cool series called By the Horns that's published by Scout. Mm. And the writer of that, uh, Marcus on, he is going to be on the show right smack at 10 a.m. Um, so those of you watching, you should definitely tune in because By the Horns is coming back and we are going to hype the hell out of it. So it's going to be a blast. Um, again, Ooh, thank you so much for coming on, David. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And, you know, just stay kind and, um, you know, watch out for Waller today. <laughs> She's everywhere. Watch out. Bring in your trash cans before Amanda Waller shows up at your doorstep. That's it. We're ending on that. Bring in your trash cans, guys. Bring them in. Mm-hmm.